Welcome to Shelby Podcast, a production of Shelby Systems Media. And now here's your host, Don Olson. Year in can be a stressful time. Trying to remember some of the things that you only do once a year is not easy. And that's why support manager Chris Benson and V5 account manager Edward Ofer are here to talk to us today about some of the most common issues that customers work through each end of the year. Their goal is to help prepare you to make year end a little bit easier in 2012. Edward and I today, we're going to discuss just some of the common questions that, that we receive in January. And as Don said, hopefully it'll uh, help relieve some of the stress that, uh, that you go through in January. The year-end update this year will be version 511, um, 3000. We'll actually have several, I guess, several uh, either installs or patches available to you. We typically have a patch for uh, the prior year's release, so we'll have a year-end patch for 510, and then we'll have a also a year-end patch for 511 if you don't want to install the full update. But then we'll also have a, a full install 511-3000. Um, the patches and the update all include tax tables and um, all the forms that you need for W-2s and 1099s. Um, and then the full update will include some enhancements. There's a number of views that our education department has helped us put into the database. So uh, uh, those will be referenced in the revision list. Uh, and then there's some, some fixes, uh, general, you know, just program fixes that will be in there that uh, you'll probably want to install. A number of you probably have already updated to at least version 510. Uh, or higher. One of the things that a lot of our customers had to go through in updating to 510 was upgrading uh, their version of SQL. Um, so uh, with the 510 they had to uh, upgrade from most were probably running MSD 2000 or SQL 2000 up to SQL 2005 or SQL 2008. So uh, again a lot of you've probably already gone through that hopefully but if you haven't, if you're still on 5.9, again, that's something that you want to get taken care of uh, as early as possible because if you go to, to 5.11, if you're on 5.9, recommend just going right to 5.11, and that will require upgrading uh, your version of SQL. Um, <clears throat> we'll look at the community. Um, if you go to the community, to the resource center, to the supplemental documents, you'll see on the right side that we have a couple supplemental documents out here uh, that actually deal with installing SQL Server 2005 Express and SQL uh, Server 2008 R2 Express. Yeah, there's, some, there's some great step-by-step -step instructions and screenshots and it walks you right through the process. One of the things that we also get a lot of questions on are printing tax forms, W-2s and 1099s. It, it's quite often that when you run payroll throughout the year there may be some things that you miss. It, it might be that the pastor's salary wasn't subject to federal taxes or the deduction was supposed to be pre-tax instead of after tax and these are issues that you can catch by running the edit list uh, for your W-2s. You can check for those kind of errors. Um, the typical way to remedy those situations and fix the issue is with manual checks and you can write some manual checks in payroll to increase uh, taxable earnings or decrease you know, taxable wages and make modifications so the W-2s are correct. 
And then, you know, one of the things that I typically recommend to individuals is when they do have to do a manual check, rather than, let's say they have to up, update a number of employee records, uh, you know what, go ahead and work with one employee first, follow, you know, put the manual check in, finalize it, run it all the way through, and then go print the W-2 and see if it looks good. We talk about W-2s, we're also talking about 1099s. Um, so it's the same sort of thing. Um, you want to run your edit list, like Edward said, as early as possible in the month so that you can make sure all your vendors and all your invoices uh, are set up with the, the correct 1099 status. And then, uh, you know, a call that we often get is, all right, I've got an invoice that I've paid. How do I update that 1099 status? And, and it's, it's, it's simple, but it's, again, it's a call that we get a lot. You're simply going through inquiries, you know, pulling up that vendor, and once you see those invoices there, you can scroll over to the right, and you can change the 1099 status right there. You know, like Chris said, when you're making adjustments to the 1099 status in inquiries, there is a criteria filter in AP where you can choose to show a vendor and all of the invoices and checks that you wrote without a 1099 status. So that makes it easy to see the ones that need to be corrected and you simply just make the change right there on the inquiry screen. If you haven't by this point ordered your W-2s, then Nelco is our chosen provider for tax forms. You can call them and they should be able to help you with whatever you need. One last thing regarding W-2s deals with uh, the new requirement to report uh, group health insurance, that is the, the portion that the employer has paid uh, on the W-2 in box 12. And just a couple things that I wanted to mention about that, because we've already got, we've gotten a handful of calls on it. One, it's not something that's required in 2011. So uh, it's, it's really something that nobody has to do this year. Um, but we did go ahead and we've started I guess the process or putting uh, the ability into the program to do it. So if you, if you would like to go ahead and get a jump on it and do it, uh, you can. We get a lot of questions dealing with the update, you know, running tax forms, W-2s, 1099s, uh, but then you've got the closing process. And again, that's something that you do once a year, so you don't remember it when it rolls around. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Right, it, it's a simple procedure. Uh, it does three things primarily. It will uh, create the new fiscal year for you if it hasn't already been created. Uh, in that process, we'll copy the chart of accounts if you wish to do so, as well as copy over the budgets from the prior fiscal year. It also closes all of the income and expense accounts to their closing accounts. So that information gets rolled over to the new year and the income expense accounts begin with a zero dollar balance in the new year. And the last thing it does, it just moves all the ending balances of the balance sheet accounts over to the opening balance for the new fiscal year for those balance sheet accounts. You know, one of the questions that we get a lot is, can I run the closing more than once? Right, and you can run it as often as needed. So as you make adjustments, um, or even months later, if you get audited and some adjusting journal entries have to be processed in the prior year, um, it's perfectly fine to rerun the closing procedure so those new changes will get pushed to the new fiscal year. This is a situation where you want to make a backup of your data before you go through the closing process. Uh, and I think there's some warnings right there. There's reminders in the program as you go to open uh, the, the closing procedures that you do need to make a backup. Backup, backup, backup. <laughs>
there have been a number of times throughout this video that we've referenced the community. So um, we just want to come back and talk about the community because there's a lot of information that's out there uh, that will help you through your year-end process. If you go to forums, there's one in there called Year-End Assistance. And a lot of this content actually began as internal documentation to help our support technicians get ready for supporting our customers in January. Um, so there's some great content on some very specific things, um, all year-end related, that can be very helpful to you as you're going through your year-end procedures. One area we didn't talk much about uh, earlier was, was contribution statements. Get a lot of calls on contribution statements. And uh, in the community, under the Resource Center, uh, there's some additional documentation on that. Uh, one that's pretty popular that might be unknown is the printer markup codes. We can actually add bold type, change the font size of different parts of your contribution statements, add graphics like a church logo. Uh, these are things a lot of customers don't even know you can do, but the uh, step-by-step is available to you under supplemental documents. Yeah, and as we discuss contribution statements and some of the helps that are in the community, that reminded me that there are some web, uh, webinars that our training department offers, and there's actually a year-end uh, tips webinar uh, that talks about closing your contribution year and running giving statements. And then there's a second one out here. Uh, it's a year-end part two, it's just tips part two, that's uh, closing your financial year and running year-end reports. Uh, there's a third webinar out here that we think would help you with your 1099s, and it's just titled 1099s, everything you need to know uh, to get them ready without losing your mind. Uh, so that, that sounds like something that would be helpful to you uh, during January. So we've been talking a lot about the community and some of the, the options that you have out there for help, but we also understand that there are going to be times where you have questions or you run into a situation where uh, you need to talk to us. And so that's what we're here for. Um, you know, one of the things that we do in January deals with extended hours. And just to let you know, we, uh, just from a support standpoint, uh, we've got a lot of people that are, you know, working through lunch, working extra hours at the end of the day, uh, you know, really spending up to seven, eight hours on the phone because we want to get to your calls. Um, so in January, our call volume, it, it, it doubles. And so, uh, I know our phone lines are busy, you may have a hard time getting through, but be assured that we are trying to, to get to you and help you as quickly as we can. This year we're going to be opening uh, an extra hour the first two weeks of January. So January 3rd through January 13th will be open until 7 p.m. Central Time. And on Saturdays, we open from 8 a.m. to noon. Because of the higher call volume in January, there may be some periods that you're unable to get through to us on the phone. And uh, we also offer additional ways to contact support. You can send an email to support at shelbyinc.com, and normally we respond to those emails within 24 hours. And in addition to that, we have live support, where you can actually chat with a support technician live. Uh, we have a link at the top of the community page called Live Support. You can click on that, type in your question, and you'll be connected to a live support technician that can chat with you online and help you resolve your issue. 
Chris Benson and Edward Oak will be working hard this month to help you resolve any year-end difficulties that you may encounter. We hope that you will take full advantage of the resources that they have discussed today and that your year-end will be stress-free and easy this year. Thanks for joining us, guys. You did a great job. Thanks, Don. We look forward to helping you guys in January. Happy New Year. You've been listening to Shelby Podcast with your host, Don Alsop. Thanks for listening and tune in next time for another Shelby Podcast. Thank you.